Hey everyone, welcome back to the Maiden Vault Podcast and a Song of Ice and Fire reread podcast focused on the female point of view chapters. I'm Court. And I'm Mike. And we are back, 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 back. Episode 11, Cat 5, we got a lot to talk about. Not a very long chapter, but I still somehow have a lot yeah, to talk about. There's a lot of meat. Yeah. And it, it's funny, cat chapters go real quick. They do. A lot happens in them. Very hearty. I feel very well fed this week, y'all. Yeah. All right, let's get into it. I'm yeah. gonna let's do this summary. Do this summary, man. We are back with Cat and Roderick, who are now taking their adventure back north after they met up with Ned in the capital. After a host of her father's bannermen failed to recognize her after passing by on the King's Road, she convinces Roderick that it is now safe enough to rest overnight in a familiar inn without fear of being spotted. As they sit for supper, they are then interrupted when a few Lannister guards come through their doors, demanding a place for their lord to stay the night. Believing the opportunity to bring her son's alleged assassin to justice would slip from her fingers if she failed to act quickly, Catelyn implores the hall, filled with men loyal to her father, to arrest Tyrion Lannister for attempting to murder Bran. Okay. Yeah, man. Okay. It's a lot. Kind of. So where do you want to start? Where I want to start? Yeah. Where do you want to start? Okay. Obviously, there's a beginning to this chapter, but (laughs) I mean more so like... I mean, thematically? Yeah, thematically. What what stuck out to you with with Kat this week? I mean, first of all, we are back to her doing her favorite thing, which is reminiscent about River Run, which mm-hmm. has become my favorite thing about Kat. Just because, again, I don't... We do get to see a lot of it later, but a lot of this first book is very heavy on, like, Northern imagery and Northern pride and the importance of Winterfell and the differences between like the cozy comforting niceness of the north Mm -hmm. and the just harsh nasty grubbiness of king's landing specifically in the south and like Mm, kind of painting a picture that like southern people are not good people northern people are good people we obviously know that that is exaggerated and not not true at all i'm not not saying it's opposite there are good people and bad people everywhere but let me keep it moving um, it's, this chapter opens up pretty cool. Like they're riding and it's raining outside, which I love rain. I think rain is one of like my favorite weather types. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't especially know how to say like, that. like summer rain. Summer rain is good and it just makes you feel good. It's very like it's it's cool in your heart. Like it just feels and I don't mean cool to the touch, but I mean, like no, no, it just no. it yeah. just makes you it's refreshing. It's refreshing, but also it makes you reflect. Like, I don't know if you've ever just kind of sat on a porch when it's like hot, muggy and rainy. Mm-hmm. And it's just like you get memories and like it puts you in a, a real like chill kind of calm mood. Yeah, it does. And I feel like that's kind of how she is. And I can open this up with a direct quote. Yeah. Let's go. If I could be so kind to do so. Her hair hung wet and heavy. A loose strand stuck to her forehead. And she could imagine how ragged and wild she must look. But for once... She did not care. And so when we talk about her reflecting on River Run, a lot of that has to do with her thinking back on a time when she was not someone's wife, not someone's mother. She mm-hmm. was Cat Tully. And that meant something, not to say that it doesn't mean anything for her now oh, to be. definitely not, But like it meant a very different thing yeah. at that point in her life. Like yeah. her being Cat Tully wasn't Cat Tully the betrothed it was cat tully the girl who got to do cool stuff with her brother and sister like she got to spend a lot of time with them yeah so going back to the quote real quick she didn't have like these burdens of expectation on her as Mm -hmm. much as she did i mean obviously she's grown up in 
a house in which her dad is a great lord and she's the child of someone like that she's always going to have to have like a responsible you know being about her but for the first time in a long time like what what have we learned about cat thus far just in reading her in general she's usually very like put together mm-hmm. and she's very aware of how others view her she's very aware of like she's very perceptive incredibly and this is kind of the first time that we can see her she's like i don't care like she's I mean, the, the first time, time. No, this is the first time that outside, not in her home. Okay, yeah. Because, I, I mean, if you're talking about she when was, she's at Brand's room, yeah, yeah she, was she Brand's didn't room. care. She was beat. She's but like, think about that. We talked about that, too. When we talk about meeting these characters at a very specific time in their lives, and we talk about the changes that happen to their person mm-hmm. during the time that we're meeting them, the first cat that we see, we get a glimpse of what it is like for her to just be the lady of of Winterfell running, you know, the day-to-days, being a dutiful wife, being a, a you know, a very present mother, yeah. her doing all those things and all those things defining her, then something very tragic very quickly happens to her that has to she has to change. And then she one day after, you know, she allows herself to kind of move through that grief, she realizes, yo, ain't nobody else going to do something. So I kind of have to, I cannot have my lady hat on right now. I got to do something that is completely against what I'm mm-hmm. supposed to do. And I have to go on a secret mission and I'm going to do this without asking anybody. I'm just going to do it. Then on top of that, as she's now walk, like she she's at this point, I would imagine not imagine. I know we just haven't read his chapters yet, but at this point, she's spoken to Ned. She's told him what she learned from Littlefinger and Varys. Mm-hmm. They've talked it out about what it is, you know, the best way that they want to kind of go about, you know, handling the situation. Yes. Ned is like, yo, it's really not safe for you to be here. I'm going to kind of handle things. Thanks for the info. Maybe we could figure out another way for you to kind of go about this. I cannot recall off the top of my head if he mentions Lysa and and if that's a plan for them because she kind of grapples with that. It's not like Ned gave her express command to go to Lysa, but she does know that Ned is like, I'm, I got things. Thanks for giving me that info. You you best get back home to the boys because, mm-hmm. you know, I got stuff down here. I have stuff to do. Yeah. And you shouldn't be going from there but yeah. for so long. Yeah. And that, again, then changes the way she kind of has an outlook. So it's just like, I kind of view this journey. And I really would like to get into depth with this because River Run and Cat go they like they just go together. One doesn't like, exist without the other. For real, for real. Like, I mean, for me, of I mean, course it obviously does, River Run I mean, could exist. I mean, so much and so the imagery of River Run, the way that we're seeing it, because yeah. no, we well, don't you, get any other reflections of River Run from anyone else, really, right? We that don't get I'm any, aware of. Well, River Run, no. Like, there's no Lysa chapters. No Lysa chapters. No Pete chapters. No Edmure chapters. By the time Sansa gets around them they're not in the riverlands they're in the veil so yeah so you're not really seeing that but what i was getting at is her traveling through the riverlands is kind of like that middle ground again she's at winterfell she's expected to be one way Mm -hmm. she's down at king's landing she has to be another way and now this is just like oh i can kind of just chill and like lay my lay my guard down for a little bit and just enjoy the being of being in this place because again places have power this place is her safety zone like, you know what I mean this is her this is her this is where she feels comfortable this is where she feels the most her and it's very funny when you look at it in contrast to kind mm-hmm. of like a Roger who he's not feeling it he's just like yo it's raining put your hood up yeah you're gonna get a cold and she's just like I don't even care if I'm looking crazy I want to enjoy this moment because I really do not know if I'll ever have a moment like this again 
Um, so what would you? Oh, well, I mean, there's really one thing that I think in, in contrast to mm-hmm. that, because it's something very related to her being in the rain. And yeah. I, I have a yeah. quote um, just in talking about Kat and kind of the way that this place makes her feel. Um, it's something that, you know, she says. So direct quote, Catlin uh, had almost forgotten in the north, the rain fell cold and hard. And sometimes at night it turned to ice. It was as likely to kill a crop as nurture it. And it sent grown men running for the nearest shelter. That was no rain for little girls to play in. Mm. For me, that turns a very thoughtful and and almost introspective rain Mm -hmm. into a deeply worrisome and, and, and almost... It's such a striking contrast to the cat, not even a paragraph before mm-hmm. telling us about River and talking to us about the rain, saying mm-hmm. how it feels on her, mm-hmm. how she's not really worried about like the mud or the way she looks, mm-hmm. the way she's feeling. She's like, I don't kind of care if I don't get a cold. Yeah. None of that matters. But then being almost pulled right out of that yeah. and having to be so reflective yeah. of what that rain means. Yeah. Um, it's not the first time. I imagine it's not going to be the last time that we have cat giving us reflections which are about River Run, and then our direct comparison is to the way that it is in the North. Of course. And how that is so counter to the way that she's living life now. Because she doesn't, like, if you think about it, and I think that's what's so, it's so fascinating for me to see her in a third place, which would Mm -hmm. be King's Landing, because... I don't know how many times she's ever been outside of either two of the, the, yeah, the two of those for, places. We we make jokes and speculation yeah. about it, but for real, for like, when's the last time she left Winterfell? Winterfell or River? Like she yeah. kind of went from A to B, mm-hmm. and that was kind of it. At least, so I guess we have some evidence that she has been to the capital. I don't know when. I really would like yeah, confirmation. We don't on know that. what the I context is. Fan fiction exists, I'm sure. Yeah, but that's that's all we get. Um, so wait, I real just quick. Think, can can we can we talk just a little bit about what that means, or do you have something that kind of wraps well, kind of? So together? what I wanted to do is like like what that means. It's just it's a really good point you bring up about the duality of the two versions of herself, because mm-hmm. like, and and in a sense, the duality that I'm sure a lot of grown women feel in themselves in that world, specifically highborn women, and it's interesting because I think. Cat being the only adult woman's POV that we're going to get for three books. Like we were talking about this the other day. Like Cat is the only adult woman, like the only adult female person that we get a POV for. And what we're seeing with Aria and Sansa and Danny is kind of a slight rejection on some part, mm-hmm. a slight resentment on some part, and then a kind of like sad, um, settling into these expectations that are on them because they're still Mm -hmm. learning and they're still being taught. Kat has been taught all of these things, right? So she's been taught that ladies do not get dirty. They do not get their hair wet, specifically a highborn lady. Girl, your hair better be covered and it it can't be messed up. Specifically, she's not traveling with no handmaid. She's not traveling with no servants. She's not traveling with nobody that can make sure that she's pristine. You know, she only got one pair of clothes, probably. Her shoes is all busted now. Mm -hmm. And on a normal day, it's funny because she says for once she did not care, which means she usually cares. Yeah, usually this is like a paramount <laughs> importance. This would usually bug her out. But what has started to take precedence in her life? It is not about looking nice. It is about making sure that she figures out who tried to kill her baby, mm-hmm. 
who is messing with her family, how she can stop it, because literally nobody else is left to do it. Ned is away. Ned cannot protect the family. She's just like, it's on me. It's on me. And it's reflected in a lot of the language when she starts to talk about River Run and the possibility of then going and asking for help from them. So I don't know if that's where you No, that's go, definitely that, like, that was definitely it. And I just wanted to make sure that we didn't lose sight of because sometimes I I know in moving through these chapters, like because there's so much. There's so I just yeah, I didn't want to miss, miss yeah. a, a a pivotal point mm-hmm. in this chapter, which is so early in the chapter, um, that I think kind of bleeds through all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Because if you see so much of the way that she's acting at this point, yeah. Look at every kind of chapter that we're going to have that that comes after this in relation to both of her daughters, mm-hmm. which that's a whole nother thing in and of itself. Ooh, speaking of, that just made me think because I was going to forget. And I'm glad you reminded me what? when she says something like, you know, this was no place for girls to play in, like the, the Winterfell rain, like the the coldness of the, the, the air in the north. You know what I mean? The weather in the north in general. Um, do you think that that was her kind of sadly reflecting on the fact that her daughters would not have gotten to know and grow up the way she did. And is this her kind of silently one trusting that Ned can make things better and two kind of like convincing herself that sending them south was the, was the right thing to do. I hope so. So much of it to, of that reads to me that she's kind of had to resign herself to that being the case. So not so much. It's a choice. It's more so a, this is, this is the path that they have to take mm-hmm. because at least in the hopes of Sansa, she would be a queen. Yeah. She probably wouldn't come back north ever, ever again. again. Yeah. And that would be well, the end of it. But we're saying ever again, visit, but, but yeah. we have other things to talk about when it comes to the relationship between a parent and their child mm-hmm. in, in these places Yeah, but where it's very high-born. important though because she specifically calls out her daughters, oh, which no, I thought was really, really important. She needed to because she's thinking about it. Yeah, and, and I just think about that, like, she constantly compares her childhood to the ones that she wishes for her daughter's um, I think, again, and I've kind of said this before, I think it kind of is sad to her that her daughters are not more similar just because she would like them to have a relationship she mm-hmm. remembers having with her sister. Yeah. Um, And she wants them to be safe and happy. And I wonder now, now again, I, I'm not going to lie, y'all. I did not go back and read next chapter just because when we do get to do that, like really lump Read yeah, of his. I kind of want to take. I kind of want to take them, and and well, I mean, I want to, I want to take it at face value. I want to remember it the way that I do, but I, I, I do remember wondering why there was not a stronger urge for her to. And actually, no, actually, no, I don't think I did because I think I came to the the conclusion. I was just about to say, I wonder why there wasn't a stronger urge for her to take the girls back with her. But again, that would have been suspicious and she wasn't supposed to be there in the first place. So yeah, not like what would have happened had the next day? Yeah, there'd just been no Sansa. There would have been and, no yeah, Sansa and, and Arya. Arya. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. I imagine that it would have been, a, for real, I imagine it would have been a problem for maybe a week. But then maybe people would have stopped worrying about it because there was so much else going on. Like at that point, Think about the timeline of like we're worrying about the tourney. I don't want to. Nah, guess what? That would have that would have been weird. That would have been weird. Putting a pin in it. Maybe it's a thing that we can come back to when we talk about. Ned, I guess I don't think but that. For real, for real, yeah. I don't think it's a. Yeah. It's a shame that the girls, and I'm. I can only guess because she only talks about it in passing. Mm-hmm. Have never had an opportunity to go to River Run. Like, would they have been? There? Oh yeah. Do you think she ever got to take at least Sansa? To River Run to present her to Hoster. Uh, so here's the thing. I know Rob was born there. That I know. Yeah. 
I do know that she said that she hadn't seen Lysa in a while. Mm-hmm. And bar Lysa and John Aaron coming all the way up north with their baby. I don't yeah, see that, that happening. I don't happened. know. Cause I don't, mm-hmm. but then I can't really remember. I know that Arya says she's never seen her grandfather. I'm pretty sure that Lysa, uh, Sansa doesn't really remember having ever met Lysa before. So, yeah, or maybe she does. I don't know. That's a good, not. that's a good question. But yeah. speaking of River Run, mm-hmm. we learn a lot of, not a lot, but like we get, little, I love the anecdotes of their childhood. And this time it, it included Emure. And because again, so it didn't really, she didn't, she didn't think about or talk about Peter until Peter was brought back into her memory. Mm-hmm. Um, and now Peter is included. <laughs> so I just, it's, some of these little, like, really, like, and I say cute, it's kind of really messed up, actually, when you think about it from Peter's point of view. That's probably why he's so bitter. But, like, they, she talked about at one point how, you know, one of her fondest memories was, like, it being rainy and muddy mm-hmm. because it was raining right then. She was just remembering, like, her and Lysa would make mud pies all the time, and they loved to do that. And, like, she, because she also recalled, like, chasing Edmure in the rain and him yelling after her and like them yeah. having fun, but then making mud pies. And she recalls one time where like they had, I don't want to say it's implied that they made him do it, but like Peter ate a bunch of mud pies and he got sick. Yeah. What else do you call that? <laughs> I mean, he could have volunteered because he, he Kat made have. it. Kat said, oh, look at these pies. They're delicious. And he said, oh yeah, they are. And I'm going to eat them all. And um, eat them. And, and I'm just sick. like, yo, the three of them as in, at Muir, Lysa, and, and Kat, Kat yeah. were a mess. I just know that they were. I'm not saying it's a wrong thing. I think it's cute. And it's, I, I know they just, they torture Pete. <laughs> they Real did. quick, because this isn't even a thing that I wrote down in my notes, but uh-huh. I'm wondering, do you think the Septa had a hard time trying to get a handle on Kat? The same way that the Septa has a hard time trying to get a handle on Arya? No. Do you think Do you think it's the same or, or not? No, only because one Kat's the oldest. Mm-hmm. And she always knew what was expected of her. And that's actually a good segue into what I would like to talk about next since we're talking about family. Um, Kat was allowed a lot more access to her father than I think Arya is. Because I, again, I'm just, I'm of the realm that I don't think Ned was even like super like hands-on with even the boys. So yeah, I don't. He seems like very he's like, super passive. Yeah, I hand him just, a man cave, which is that little puddle. And he in the Goswood? The sword. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think he's just he's just not really he's not a man for many words. He doesn't really have the time to really be bothered by anyone. I think he likes his alone time. In the case of Cat, one, I think that again, there's a difference. I don't think like I think Cat was, I don't know. There's not this idea that children have to grow up as soon in the South as like the North, I guess. So Why do you like think that is well because she she finally remembers. I mean, you gotta think about it. There are age gaps, right? There are age gaps between her and Ed and Pete and all like there are age gaps, but she always remembers them playing with each other. Like they play together, they get dirty. So they're allowed to do the things that it seems as though Arya feels like she's deprived of in the North. Which mm-hmm. for whatever I don't I think that's strange, but I, I think maybe the difference being Kat is really trying to instill southern ways and it's it, it it would take more to teach a kid that's not surrounded by a thing the cultures and customs of a thing than it would be a kid that's surrounded by it so yeah. like cat doesn't have to have extensive lessons on like the faith because she lives that happened in it, already you know yeah. what i mean and she doesn't have to have extensive lessons on 
like Southern culture because she lives in it already. So I don't know. That's actually a really interesting question. I, yeah, I just, I think it's a mix of, she was kind of allowed to move freely. Also, she had different interests. I think she, she was, she was okay with being not the heir because I think she had a good relationship with her father. So it's very, it's, it's funny because like when you look at other either oldest or, 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 or only children, girl, like female point of views, mm-hmm. like I think of like an, an Asha or a Cersei or a Brienne, whereas they're all, if not their father's only living child or, or his only like preferred heir, they're the oldest girl. Mm-hmm. And they feel like kind of like entitled in a way. I think it's because it's it's like that. And I don't say entitled specifically not in Brienne's case, because like she was the only one left. Um, she kind of like actually shies from from it a bit. Um, but like Kat doesn't seem to need to to convince Hoster that she's a person. Mm-hmm. So it's like not- that's already kind of Im- implied and there's not a lot that she has to do to really change his mind yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in that way. In fact, so she was there first. It seems like from the way that she describes her or he describes her and just what I remember getting in some of her chapters later on, I would be willing to bet that Kat was Hoster's favorite child. Yeah, and I mean, the way that she reflects on their time together, uh-huh. like you think of, uh, I don't know if it's a, a the proper way to say it, but like you think of like the daddy's little girl troop. Yeah, definitely. I, I kind of see Kat yeah. really fitting into that. Um, yep. Obviously, we learn a lot more about Lysa and kind of the way that Hoster's perception of Lysa is is directly in in kind of opposition based on the way that he treats yeah. uh cat um, and I think so much of that is built around like literally think about cat talking about the idea that she got to travel uh-huh. with her dad and like she was like yo he didn't like to sit still so thinking about the fact that oh well I'm gonna take my daughter with me yeah not really a big question and it's like hey we're gonna stay at these places because she has such a very vivid understanding and memory not just of like spaces here Uh but like of the entire landscape Mm -hmm. of the like of the riverlands Mm -hmm. and because she traveled it a lot she traveled and she she knows she was around these people and she learned them by being yeah Yeah. she didn't just look in books and say hey here are these crests i'm gonna call on them she was able to call back to them because it's like hey i remember being in this space mm-hmm. i remember what is the the family that they see in passing the, the malisters the Malister, right yeah. mm-hmm. she's able to very quickly size them up based on the way that they look yep based on what their house is how they're riding we talked about a little bit um off mic mm-hmm. but like she even knows what what, what what's his name is it john malister nah or patrick patrick I- like she knows the kid like and this is okay. So I wasn't even gonna touch that because I wanted to talk about I like how Roger thought. Yeah. I since we're here though, and guys, what we're talking about is we are talking about. So they are going through riding on the king's road, mm-hmm. and it's raining, and Roderick is complaining. Cash just like chill out, man. This is a good time for me. Just don't ruin this. <laughs> I'm chilling. He is yes. not having a good time. He's not. Roderick absolutely despises the South. I mean, here's the thing. His beard's missing. Oh yeah, he's, he's not, not having, having a, good a good time. time. No. Um, so up ahead though, they they hear some noise and they 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 clearly figure out that there's a host of people as they're approaching. And Roger's just like, yo, we gotta get out of Dodge. We can't be caught, we can't be seen. Like, da, da, da. she's just like, man, nobody is even gonna know us. And Roderick then starts to talk about, look, look at the banners. That's Malister, that's your dad's bannerman. To which Kat is just like, my guy. 
I know. I've been new. Like, do you think that I grew up in that house and don't know these things? Like, chill Mm -hmm. out. Like, he's not even going to know. And the guy, and so she starts rattling off the names. And I think, what is his name? Was it Jason Malister? Was that the father, Jason? I called him John, but I would like it better if his name was John. It's probably. Let me see. Jason, because you're right. The son's name is, is Patrick. Oh, I know the son's name is Patrick. That I do know. Yes. Oh, sorry. So his name is Lord Jason Malister. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, it would make sense for him because then she starts to, again, have more memories. So, again, every person, every tree, every road path she it sees, has a story. it has a story. And she's just like, yo, I know that's Jason Malister because he straight up came to my wedding and he gave the best presents and X, Y, and Z. I'm like, all right, cool, fine. So she knows him. But I'm just like, how was she even... Nope. That one, the the person standing next to him was Patrick because I got to imagine. Okay. So let's say Kat got married at like 18, right? 17, 18. Kat's like 34 now. How old is Patrick? Unless Patrick was of the same age as her and she remembers him because maybe that was a, 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 a suitor or something, but would, no, because she, no. Because she was supposed to marry Brandon at like 12. So anyway, I don't understand how she would even know she that this was the same keeps, person. She keeps her ear to the ground. She I guess, but like there are stuff. no pictures. There are no, there's no that Instagram. You know of. What is this wizard, like wizarding world now? No, 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 no. I mean so much in that like maybe they, because don't like, they, they take him on a progress? He might've come through. What I'm saying like, is like, my son. I got to find out how old Patrick Malister is. Okay. And we are wasting way too much we time listening on to Patrick this. Patrick But... It is interesting that, yes, she does know these people. And I think, once again, it's just another thing that points to Kat being so tuned in to the things going on around her. Because And I think that's that's greatly and largely in part. And I don't want to give him all the credit, but her father listened to her. I mean, you can give him the credit here. This is a thing that he does positively in her life. So one One point to Hoster... (laughs) May he rest in peace. He ain't dead yet. Oh, I know. He ain't dead yet. So It ain't happened yet. Um, I, I know you were talking just a little bit about Roderick. Yeah. Is there anything else that like you think kind of stands out to you at this moment with the relationship between kind of like Roderick and Kat up to this point? Because they've been traveling for what now? Well, yeah, like I think it's interesting. I mean, Two months? Uh... We'll call it a month, right? No, I would say it would be less than a month only because it, it might be about a month now. Because mm-hmm. usually I would say if it was a large progress, it would probably take on foot with a whole host about a month because people have to stop, blah, blah, blah. They took a boat, so it might be like three weeks to a month, something like okay. that. Like, as they're on their way back, I'll, yes. give, it, I'll give it to that. Um, their whole dynamic, I think, is so different. Like, here's my thing. I think that they clearly, obviously, they knew each other and there was a respect there specifically Roderick Forkett that existed while they were in River Run. I think this is the most time they have ever had to spend with each other, like in close proximity and actually have oh. to get to know each other. And yeah. like, she knows him so well. Like she is just like, right. Like, cause obviously all the opinions and thoughts that we get about Roderick come from her, her mind. So, you, you know, we know that he is not a fan of the rain. We know that he is not a fan of, so many things that she starts saying, hey, he's not about. And it's funny because it's, when you look at it, juxtaposed it against her her memories of her father. Mm-hmm. And she kind of has like this father figure now, like traveling with oh, her the yeah. whole time. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like Roger's looking out for the cookout because I would say, I mean, to be fair, I don't know how old he's supposed to be, but he's but old enough old where... 
He, one, he asks, he's an old soul. We already know this. Oh, my Lord. He is such an old soul. He's an Two, old we know that he old enough that when they get up in the spot, she just like, you want to just be my dad, okay? That's just it. So, I don't know. Like, how, like when I think about their dynamic, again, there's a respect there. But Kat still be don't, she don't be listening to him. <laughs> and I'm still a bad I, I do as well, but like so much of that is just this thing where when people get into close proximity with Kat, they have to understand kind of the 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 kind of tensions she brings to the table there. I'm calling them tensions, but I just mean like her her idiosyncrasies and, and kind of the way that she is in this this very like I hate to call it a wild spirit. But I have to she because it, it really is just this like fire for mm-hmm. understanding and knowing like she speaks of 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 this place and the things around it mm-hmm. in, in a way that your average person like I would think even like some maesters like maybe even Lewin doesn't talk about the Riverlands in 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 such regards mm-hmm. because it's like his knowledge isn't firsthand all of his knowledge in well, this we don't respect, even know where he's from so yeah I don't I don't know where his people come from I don't like he went from the Citadel to directly to winterfeld i don't know yeah don't so know. it's it's just really interesting to me that every time that cat has an opportunity to kind of combat roderick on a thing that he believes like very staunchly mm-hmm. that it almost kind of like puts chinks in the armor of the way that he knows that he should act because she is she is a lady yeah but also the way that he needs to be in order to be her protector but also to actually listen to her as a counselor yeah so it's like yo i want to give you the respect and the space to do these things like if not for her they might have been real hemmed up on that boat yeah if not for her like the information that they got in king's landing might not have landed the way that it needed to now Uh mind you there are other people in the way of giving the right information but like the way that it happens is because he kind of gives her space yeah um and and here i think we get to see a lot of that because it's just like they go into this inn and (laughs) What? Just in thinking about that, just so because that also because I'm still on the idea that he's kind of like a figurative like manifestation of her dad in person because she talks about so just to give a little backtrack again because we're moving through it but we're not gonna like do the like story play by play we're just gonna give like story points um, after Malister and his guys kind of leave mm-hmm. she kind of because the question or the the. I don't want to say argument, but the discussion between them right before they hurt people was, hey, we're getting tired. We should probably rest. He's like, I agree. And I would really like to stay in the inn, but I don't think it's safe. I don't think it's safe for us to not be yeah, recognized in the place. We? Not even can we. He's just like, I don't think this is a good idea. She's just like, look, I bet you that. And then they, they come across the guys. And he the reason that he gets so hype is because he's just like, yo, they're going to see us. They're going to know. She's just like, my God, like, chill yeah, out. They're not, they're, checking not gonna, for us. they're not checking for us. And then they don't. Mm-hmm. They move past and she's just like, look, I wanted to prove this point. Like they didn't even know who we were. So I think it's safe to say that we can stay in this inn without being bothered. Yes. Um, and to that, she starts to kind of reflect on this inn. And she talks about how because her dad had made all these progresses, she was able to go there with him. But she also was saying before she decided to say, hey, you know what? It is kind of safe for us to go to this inn. But. I'm also so close. And she's saying this in her mind. She's not saying this oh, to no, Roger. No, she's not saying like, this to Roger. What would have happened had they gone? Yeah, but she's saying that like, hey, I'm close enough to River Run that I could just go. It's been so long since I've seen my dad. I really would like, like I, I value and cherish 
his counsel. Mm -hmm. And I would like to know what it is that he would have to think. I, I really need my dad right now. I need my dad. Yeah. Um, and but then she also starts to say, well, you know, I guess it's probably really not even a good idea because my dad's been sick and, um, you know, he I don't want to bother him in his time of sickness. And, and you know what I mean? I don't want to go and, and burden him with this even further. Mm -hmm. Um but who does she have to kind of follow back on is kind of Roderick, yeah, right? It's so it's definitely it's, Roderick. It's very interesting because again, when you put human beings in a situation, no matter like in a dire situation, human beings are going to be human beings. So she's in the situation with this man under every other circumstance would be someone that is a servant for her. Essentially, he would work for her, mm -hmm. right? He would have to do what she need, tells him to do. No question, because that's the society that they live in. But she's also looking for kind of um, comfort. And he kind of provides that. Like, he does. He doesn't, he doesn't like, overstep his bounds. But he also, he's scared. But he also, he's her, like you said, he, he's her advice mm -hmm. in a way that is respectful to her. Because, again, I think that that bond has started to cross over from being just employer-employee to I really do care for you. I don't know. Like, there's, again, that strange level of, like, we don't want to become too familiar. Um, oh, not at all. I, but it's weird because she kind of feels that same way about her dad. And I will get into that later. I will get into that later. Okay. Because I really would like to talk about fathers and daughters and how that kind of fits into how she's able to kind of move through the rest of this chapter. Okay. But yeah, um, I don't know where I was going with that. I don't know if you want to talk about the end now, but I just like that's where they kind of are. And I just I thought that that was really interesting. Yeah, no, they they um, they swoop into this end. Well. Why do you think also, before we get to the end, because she decides to, sorry, I'm, I know I said, wait, but uh, we know why she doesn't go to River Run. One, do you think it's weird that she would still put off, like knowing her dad is sick, do you think it's strange that she still wouldn't want to go? A little, but also as the daughter, what could she do? And well, I, I, I think with him. she could be with him. And she would probably have been more protected But she there. also probably still believes that she could do more good with her own children. She says as much. True, but she couldn't pass through. Or would that have called too much attention? That would have called a lot of attention. I mean, a lot of stuff happens that calls a lot of attention very quick. So that would have been one of those things of they probably could not have taken the time to make that detour. Also, if you think about it, like the grand scheme of things is she needs concrete assurance that the thing that she's learning about, yeah. she needs more details and she needs to have so she didn't want to bring that to his door she'd have brought that to his door and it, like for him it's i'm gonna believe cat like you're my daughter okay. also you're telling me likes is telling you x and you're saying this and you're saying this also my grandchild is hurt he would have to do something but we can go into that gotcha. later talking about what we actually think about the aptitude of hoster tully in relation to the people he controls so we don't have to do that right now unless well, you would like I mean, to actually talk. This is a good time just, to talk about it. Let's, just talk, I just, let's I mean, talk about his vassals. Let's talk about Hoster Tully in relation to his vassals, what he actually controls around them. Mm -hmm. And kind of, because we talk a lot about like cat space with Roderick. This is one relationship. We're now going to talk about Hoster in relationship to how he handles his vassals or him. rather not even how hoster had handles his vassals but how cat mm -hmm. views it because again it's all about what cat's perception of things is yes so on the one hand when we're talking about father figures she's saying that hey because actually that's a i got a really good segue into that okay she talks about going to river run and saying she doesn't want to bother her dad 
But then she says, oh, I also could go. I mean, it's not too far. I could just turn up the road and I could go up to my sister's house. Mm-hmm. But she's just like, in order to go there, like, I got to get past all these mountain people and that they're and wild. They're and wild she's just and... like, I literally only got this one old broke down night. Like, that ain't going to work. And like, kind of chopping him up because she's like, she 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 respects that he tries, but she yeah. is not confident in his ability to protect her for too much. And, and not even that because he's a bad knight, but because he old. So yeah, it's just like, he's only, one person. He's literally one person. There's only so much they could do on the road again. Yeah. Entire mountain um, So that's, that's interesting because she talks about like John Aaron not even being able to kind of, um, you know, fight them. But then she talks about her father and she's just like, well, my dad has so-and-so such and such vassals. I don't doubt that if I told him, like you said, like you just said, like, all right, my grandson's hurt. Like, she doesn't doubt that if she went and said, hey, Pop, I got a problem and I need you to help and I need your swords, he that would he do. would do it. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem then came in, would his homies follow him? What would they actually do if their levies were called, <laughs> called To protect in? the North. Oof. And uh, that's going to get very interesting very soon as well, because we know that that does come come into question exactly um but i just i thought I'd, I'd look at the way that she kind of talked about the laissez-faire way and i say laissez-faire maybe it's not fair for me to say that he doesn't really inspire uh urgency in his vassals is that the correct way to say it yeah I guess? but let's just say it based on the way that cat's seeing it that's what i'm saying so cat is just like hey we got every you know the last time he had to call his vassals a win like well probably not the last time because People just be skipping the Great Joy Rebellion like it was nothing. But I'll come but back. We'll just say that. Robert's but Rebellion. But Robert's Rebellion. Yeah. And she's just like, you know, well, there was a couple people who just didn't even, you know, they they declare for Aries, which in a way that makes sense because you do vow to serve your liege lord, but you also mm-hmm. vow to serve the king. So, so which one some of people can, is the most Exactly. Important. So some people could get away with saying that. But then she goes into like, you know, Frey. And we get into Walder Frey. And Walter Frey just kind of not being, he wasn't there at all because he was waiting to see who won because he's an opportunist. And that's oh, what Walter come Walter lately. Frey is. Yeah. And it, it just was interesting to me because she started talking about, you know, it, it was almost like in a whimsy kind of way. And she's just like, yeah, my dad kind of just, you know, he made jokes about it and that was all. And it's just funny because, you know, that would not fly in other places. No. It wouldn't fly in other places. So I don't just, really want to talk it. about it because it's say just it. like, just, just say, say who, what? Just say it. Say his name. Invoke him. I'll say I it. just said Tywin wouldn't let that fly. He wouldn't. Tywin wouldn't let that fly. He definitely um, wouldn't. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, we're not here to talk about him, though. So I, I just... I, I just mean in relation to how Hoster's letting his dudes kind of just be willy-nilly about, about their allegiances. And then, for real, for real, like, we're talking about Walder Frey and kind of the way that he's always been kind of spiteful towards Hoster Tully. Like he has this like blood feud with him that it's just, only one sided. It's not it's blood very, feud if it's only on one yeah, side. I guess. So <laughs> he has this sadness where he keeps writing to Hoster and he keeps putting what is it? He he doesn't he doesn't return his messages. I mean he just left everything all red. But again, we ain't here to talk about them yet. Unless you really, really want to help I mean I I I thought you wanted to get into something else i mean i did want to talk about the end but then you wanted to no not the end i thought you wanted you you made a, a point about how cat views um we we're talking about lady oh lady went yeah okay so yeah th- that is something um and, and i won't spend a lot of time on it um i would love to know how 
Cat feels about Lady Wen in relation to a a a lady kind of in charge of her own thing. Mm-hmm. Like, because it's not like Lady Wen's husband is still around. He's not. I mean, in order for her to have inherited, I don't think her husband. Oh no, definitely not. Anyway. But no other male inher- he could inherited that place. He could be alive. I don't really know much about Lady Wimp. I do know, though, that um, they're probably near relation because Manisa Tully, who was Kat's mom, mm-hmm. was a Wimp. Like, she's oh. a Wimp by birth. So. Oh, snap. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool little history fact. Yeah. All right. One, thank you for that. Two, then I think that that adds more credence to to my question then. Mm-hmm. I, I would like to know. The, and, and give me your, your honest reflection of what do you think Kat really thinks right now of seeing a a woman in a position where she's kind of making those bigger shots, those bigger calls and, and kind of isn't really answering to some, to some dude at this point. Right? I mean, she still is. She answering to Hoster. I mean, she answers to Hoster, but does she think that that's a cool thing for her to be able to do? I don't know. And I think it actually lends like, does she ask if she could do that? That's what I'm saying. So I yeah. think it goes back to what we were talking about earlier with her being so close to her father. I don't think it's one of those questions. And again, I have probably pages and pages upon pages of of comparisons or like parallels, would you say? Yeah. Between Kat and, and like a Cersei. You know what I mean? Like how, why are they so absolutely different? And, you know, a lot of people will be like, you know, just inherently one is one way and one is the other way but I think it boils down to expectation and I don't want to get too much into it because we will have plenty of time to talk about it when we actually get more from Cersei's point Mm -hmm. of view and stuff like that but that's fair I really think it boils down to the fact that like Kat never she never had a reason to kind of feel like her place was wrong she never had a reason like I said as the oldest she was kind of revered by her dad. Her dad allowed her to kind of be in places. So she never felt like she was starved of that attention. She never felt like she was starved of those things. Also, it was made very important to her that while maybe she wouldn't inherit because she had a younger brother, that, you know, she would still rule, pretty much rule her husband's house. You know what I mean? Also, she probably had her mother for longer. We talked about this a little mm-hmm. bit off mic. Like she... They don't say exactly when, but Edmure was born. Like, their mother didn't die giving birth to Edmure. No, she was still there. And I would imagine Kat and Edmure to be about... Edmure's about the same age as Tyrion, right? And Kat's a little older than Cersei would be. So Kat was about nine or ten when her mom passed, probably. Not to say that that is soon. Mm -hmm. That's ultimately, like, Arya losing Kat right now. Yeah. um, I think that she probably had more time. Also, they just have a different culture. And 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 Haas is a different man. So I think that power and 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 acquiring and and holding on to things is not as important to the House of Tully as it is the House of Lannister. No, so I got you. And I think that it, it. I don't think she is opposed to women holding power. I think that she has come to accept and and fall into the idea that women hold power in a different way than men do. She mm-hmm. doesn't. She doesn't crave it the way that Cersei seems to because she also has been given the space and the opportunity to kind of wield power in her own way because she is in a place where men respect her. Maybe not as 
you know, the most important person in the mm-hmm. house, but a important person. For, yes. for, like, again, we have a, a night, a grown male night that is very, very in awe of the way that she does things and is very reverent to her. And, yeah, she's still and a, she's still a VIP. Yeah. So not even about being a VIP. It's about the fact that she has respect. Like Cersei is the most VIP you can get, but nobody in her house respects her. Literally no one. And that is why she's so angry all the damn time. Whereas Kat is just like, hey, I don't have to grasp for these things because I can be important and I can be seen as a person okay. on my own. She was given, she feels important, which again, that's actually really interesting without even comparing her to somebody who's not closely related to her. Let's compare her to her sister. Lysa is starved for those things. Lysa is, yeah. is, is, she is, she craves attention and love and, and admiration in a way that those things kind of just always fell on Kat. Whereas again, because of her position of birth, Cause let's let's be honest. Had Emmyor died in childhood, let's just call it that, and Hoster died soon after or something like that, Cat would have become the Lady of Riverrun, and I, I'm pretty sure that she was prepared in some way to take that on. Hmm. Okay. Um, that's my thoughts on it. I don't know okay. how you feel no, about it, but I, I think that that's one a really cool ref- reflection because I hadn't even thought about it in relation to to uh lisa mm-hmm. but you know i like you were saying before like i want like just thinking about how she sees other women yeah in in relation to their you know their stations mm-hmm. in life and kind mm-hmm. of like their positions of power whatever they may be yeah it's not like she she looks down on uh you know particular individuals it's mm-hmm. almost like hey like oh you have a zest for figuring this thing out yeah, good, good for, for you. you do now do i think that she does hold true and believe that women have a place that I do believe because mm-hmm. I believe that it's been comfortable for her to be in that situation. Oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying that like she's so far progressive that she thinks women can do anything. I just think that, because again, she, but she, we talk about this all the time in relation to her being similar to Aria. She, she knows the importance of Aria quote unquote, breaking out of her current behaviors mm-hmm. because she knows that her daughter will not, she will not do well in a world in which she does not embrace these things, it comes more naturally to her because she enjoys them. It, Arya does not enjoy them. Arya, in that sense, is actually more similar to somebody like a Cersei who did not really enjoy them. Yeah. But she learned how to perform them very well. Mm-hmm. It still does not bring her joy and it makes her upset. So we can talk about that later as well. I'm sorry to keep harping on no, that, cool but news. I just find it very interesting when we, we talk about the thing that I really want to like examine while we we do these talks and we we read these chapters is how this situation that they're all thrust into how do the all these individual women and girls how do they all cope with them okay you know what i mean and that's why it's it's interesting like i said it i it didn't dawn on me until i was looking through our 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 list of chapters that we have to go through we're not going to get another adult female point of view until feast and that is crazy to me but wait, you said that before, and we yeah, don't, we don't get that Melisandre chapter. Melisandre's in dance, dude. Oh snap! Yeah. Okay, cool. Never mind. Yeah, Melisandre's in dance. That's what I'm saying. Like, we don't get any cat. We literally have cat, Danny, Arya, and Sansa for three books. We do get to see other people in them, and then because again, like I said, probably said this every single episode at this point, we are gonna do like, you know, contracted like reads of, of one male POV per book. Um, but yeah, no, we don't get any adult female point of views until Feast. Hmm. Yeah. And I'm even hard pressed to call some of them adults. No, I got you. No, I got you. But yeah. yeah. Oof. 
All right. So are we, are we going to walk in the doors of this end? Can we walk in this end? <laughs> I'm inn? sorry. Yeah. No, I it's, mean, it's cool. That's not you. I, I'm very you happy that we talked so, about that. So we already kind of talked about the end. We talked about why, you know, it was important to her. Like she'd visited this place. She has fond memories. I'll say fond because somewhat. She has somewhat. Uh, she, she like she liked being here with her dad. Was, she loved being here with her dad. And guess what else? She loved them sweet cakes. She definitely has a sweet tooth. Sansa definitely inherited that from her. Oh, she definitely did. She mm. put her on. She was just like baby girl in the womb. She was like, enjoy. Yep. <laughs> enjoy. Yep. <laughs> enjoy all this sugar. <laughs> oh. So Cat is not. Cat's a fan of this place because it has like a kind of like you were talking about like places of power. Uh huh. This particular in um where it's where it intersects. Yeah. And 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 kind of like the space that it exists in. Mm-hmm. It, it's obviously highly traveled. Mm-hmm. And and she knows this space like very yeah. intimately. She also, and I said this was like, yo, she knows the n- name of the innkeep. So I, you know I want to talk about this in length. This is going to be a long episode, longer than I intended. I'm sorry for that, but we have to talk about Masha Heddle. Yo, Masha, like word. Sorry, right, let's background on Masha Heddle. So this innkeep, it's called the Inn at the Crossroads, and Cat remembers coming here as a kid. They walk in the door, innkeep comes through. Masha Heddle, she's like, we only got two rooms. They up at the top is near the bell, so it's kind of like noisy. And Cat's like, yo, Roger, let me tell you about this lady. First of all, all she do all day is chew sour leaf and it be- making her mouth red and it look like blood. So don't ask her to smile. She said no less than three times. Please don't ask this lady to smile yeah, in this chapter. She really did. Um, But yeah, I just, you know, it seems to me. And if you want to go in on Masha, because, you know, I always have like I'll find the smallest things to talk about at any female yeah i just think it's important because it's another woman that she directly like she knows her yeah she remembers her from her childhood yeah she she knew she was very descriptive she was very descriptive very vividly descriptive she remembers she was just like yo i remember being in this space i don't like that sour leaf mouth but she said she was kind she was very kind and she always made sweet cakes she always made sweet cakes she was always very welcoming she was no nonsense. Yo, she she run that she runs a tight ship, Masha Heddle. So we were talking about real quick. We talked about Lady Wen and kind of like her station and her understanding of like being in control of River Run, or not River Run, but Harrenhal. Yeah. Um, what do you think Kat thinks about Masha? Man, I don't know because being in charge of this inn and having been in charge of this inn for ostensibly her entire life. When you're saying in charge, like think about the fact that like she owns that spot. That is, she's a small she's business an owner, entrepreneur. She, she is, is. A small business owner. You know, and she's been running this spot for years. And I think again, when you ask the question of like it's 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 how why does she remember this? I think that that's probably something cool to catch. She's just like, yo, I remember that this lady owns this spot mm-hmm. like how many in keeps how many women own inns and popping ones at that like this inn i'm gonna hold you this inn is very important to this entire saga like this inn, yeah, so much happens here in this a lot of space. things in this particular space and you got to think about the fact that like masha has been running this spot for years man yeah. years like cat was not even saying like oh it was a new spot that we went to one time yeah. like nah they went She's here multiple times her whole life Cat 34. Cat, Cat been, she been on Earth for a while. Or Planetos, whatever they call it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and just the idea that, yeah, she can see this other this other woman being in a space that she's not dependent on anybody but her own income. You know what I'm saying? Like we for, for at least for the most part, I'm not of 
I don't remember Masha Heddle having a husband mentioned. No, I don't I think it's recall her. anything like that. I think there are kids. this is her spot. There are kids there. Oh yeah, she got like she got like, you know, servers and bus boys and yeah. and, and you know, she got hostess is but yeah, she she talks about this space. She talks about Masha and she's kind of just like, yo, here's the deal. Roderick, don't blow up the spot. It's going to be real easy. She's probably not even going to care because we look real beat down from real the road. Dusty. Like you said, she gives her the rundown. She say, here's what we got. Here's what we don't got. Yep. Here's what I'm not going to put up with. Also take your shoes off. Take your shoes off. They're disgusting. Leave them by the door. We'll wash the them. boy will get them. He will wash them. I'm just telling you. Also... If y'all don't come down with a dinner bell ring, y'all oh ain't eating. Like the bell's going to be loud and you're going to be right next to it. So you can't miss it. But if you do, there will be no food. That's it. Those are the facts. Do you agree to my terms? She didn't even ask that. She said, that's it. I'm just saying like, <laughs> it's understood without her saying it. It is very implied that you agree to the terms. So you agree or not. She said, if you don't agree, you can hit the pavement. That's what she told her. Basically. So she Kat's said, like, look, either y'all want them rooms or y'all can get out. Cat's like, yo, Roderick, <laughs> we staying here. All right. Yeah, so I don't know. I think it's funny. And 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 on top of that, when we talk about like her being like, cause she's kind of beside herself. We talk about Kat. Kat is kind of like grinning ear to ear. She's like, yeah, man. Like, cause it's an inside joke to her that she knows this lady. This lady don't mm-hmm. know who she is. Also, the fact that she's just like, yeah, I can play this game. I can play this game. Yeah, man, we'll take whatever dirty, dirty flea, like, you know, infested beds you got. It's cool. Yeah, we're cool. It's just me and my dad here yeah. traveling. Travel like she, on the she, road. Kat is really having a good time playing this punk show. Yo, she really, yo. And that's why I was just, we talked a little bit about this, her last chapter about how comfortable Kat is around the small folk, just being among mm-hmm. the small folk and just being around and among people and places that are not her usual twist, you know, like where she normally is just where she would normally be like, like individuals. Look, yeah. she rich, John. We, we can say it. She rich. She ain't got to be ashamed of that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, sometimes it's a little difficult for people that are used to certain luxuries in life to adjust and, you know, kind of blend into situations like this. And she kind of just off the bat is just like, ah, I got it. Yeah. And it wasn't fine. even phony. And, and it wasn't like. People were kind of side eyeing her. Like she wasn't like, yes, this establishment is for us poors. Like it wasn't like no, that. It was like, just that's cool. We'll take it. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, let's go. So yeah. What do you think about her ability to kind of just blend in? I think it's I think it's one, it's super phenomenal. Yeah. And, and mad cute that she just it, I, hopefully calling it cute doesn't diminish how I think amazing it's cute. It's that funny. I think it is. Cause she thinks cause it's she funny. Just, she really just blends it, but like most of this is just like. This game is so fun, Roderick. I'm hoping that you're going to play it too. Yep. And in fact, you're going to be my dad from now on. You're my dad now and I'm your daughter because that makes much more sense because you can't just be a knight on the road that's calling too much attention to the game. And you're my dad. And and Roderick How has long just, has she thought about that when she gonna, got in a room? Because they met on the stairs going to dinner. So yeah. how long has she thought about this little I mean, she scenario? Was, she, she went through it in her head a couple of times because she's like, I know I'm going to get pushed back. I know he's going to be weird about it at first, but how can I talk him into this? Where it's like it's mostly his ideas, so he'll be cool with it. He's going, he's going to be cool. He's going to go along with it because Roderick, for all for all intents and purposes, he's a good sport. Yeah. So he goes, he goes along with with the hustle. Um, he has a hard time at first being like, "Oh, my late daughter, my daughter." My daughter. <laughs> I thought that was so cute. Dudes in the north, 
They, it's like I, you told me that I was gonna have gray soup. I want gray soup. Don't give me different. What is blue soup? Listen, he for all intents and purposes, he is doing a fantastic job. He's been doing everything that has been asked of him, and mm-hmm. he's missing his beard. Yeah, he's missing his power, and all his power is in that beard. He can't help nobody. Yeah, he keeps reaching for it. Yeah, he does. He's comforted by it. Poor thing. It's Poor not thing. there. Anyway, I mean, yeah. So, like, yeah, they're walking down the stairs. I'm still like, it's just him in the beard. Yeah, he he's keeps just reaching. Sad. He keeps there. reaching, and she's just like, "Come on, Dad, stop doing that." Because you know, she kept busting it up, like, and just kept making all kinds oh, of jokes every single time. Um, and they get down there, and I think I have to call attention to this really quick, and we don't have to spend more than two seconds on it. But the way that George describes food in this book really makes me upset because, because I begin so hungry. Yeah. I be getting so hungry just listening to all this stuff. Like, they basically went to Fogo de Chao. Kind of. Like, their closest approximation. They got the meat off the skewers. They got the, you know, the peppers and the onions. They had, like, bread bowls. Uh, yeah. Like, it was all right. They had the meat and the wine in the back. Uh, yeah. It's aces. It was just. And all she wanted to do was sit here and, and pretend to be broke. Yeah. That's all she wanted to do. She was just giggling. Yes. I wonder, like, because <laughs> she, she kept staring out the window and she's like, oh, this space. And, you know, I know this space. And then she's very reflective of the space, even if she can't see it. It's, yeah. in, it's in her mind's eye. Yeah. To me, that speaks so much to the nature of what the River Lanes mean to Kat. Yeah. Um, also, I think this particular, not just this particular end, but maybe this particular time that she was in this end is this time that she keeps coming back to because it's this time that she's stuck in. And, and a lot of the adults yeah, in this series are stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that this is the place where Kat got stuck. Like Not this particular space, mm-hmm. but like this time, mm-hmm. like the traveling with her dad and the spending time with her, you know, brother and sister and the, you know, scamming on Peter. Like that was a time that was a very particular moment in her life that felt the, the most engaging to her because kind of think about it like everything else after that is the hustle and bustle of of that war then there's the other rebellion then it's kind of like all right cool now you're a family woman Mm. and that's it and and but to her that's not it that's like that's not the end of her story and that's why that's why i'm remiss to say that she stuck so we did have this conversation off my mm -hmm. end and we kind of talked about it a little bit in the beginning of the episode where do i think that she recalls to that because that is the last time she remembers kind of being her own person for herself yes i don't think i think actually of all the adults we've met so far she's probably the least regressed she's probably the most adult person and not like traumatized person that we have been introduced to like as far as what we know about every single adult Mm -hmm. character that we have encountered i think of all of them she's probably the most well adjusted grown up i think she's walking around with the least amount of trauma that's what i'm saying i think she has the least amount of trauma and i think again she does call back to it because again it's it's something cool for her and i'm i don't want to dismiss the fact that she's still i think cat is not again going back to the why and she more upset about like not being oh this and that i'm not saying that it's perfect no 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 no. i'm saying like i just think that she just doesn't think about them as much as other people that hold on to things like we think about the war right she was largely untouched by like the immediacy of it. I mean, she straight up lost her husband, though. You you know what? Let me take that back. Yeah. You're absolutely correct. You're absolutely correct. I was just more so thinking about like, yeah, you're right. 
Yeah, she was messed yeah, up. That wasn't just the. But the thing is, she got down. to be in her space. She got to be in her space. Yeah, but that's why I say and, I, I, I and think be around some people of it, that loved her, whereas other yeah. people kind of snatched from mm-hmm. from each other in they ways that they didn't have go. their sources of comfort in, in in the terms of people. And yes, Brandon was taken from her, um, and she's still grieving that. She's she still don't know how she feel about that. But when I'm when I meant like less untouched, I mean the fact that she was still in a place where she was with for the most part family oh no i 100 yeah. percent agree with that and, and and most of my reflection there is based around the idea that we get other people kind of calling back to the things where they felt the most comfortable you know we get a lot of daenerys and where she felt the most safe where her comfort zone is of course um aria and and her understanding of like the space around her and, and its immediacy mm-hmm. but kind of like where her comfort comes from which is like her conversations with her dad mm-hmm. A lot of what Sansa got, she had in Lady until she no longer had Lady. And she's trying to, I think with Sansa, she's trying to find her new anchor point. Yeah. Where it's like, I feel like for a, a long while, she doesn't feel like she has that. And it's like, where's this voice that's going to come and kind of give her that thing? Because Kat had an opportunity to get it. Her thing is Riverrun. Like, if you destroyed Riverrun, I think Kat would cease to exist. Because those- Interesting you say that. Anyway, so they're chilling at this dinner. <laughs> I have to keep talking about it because one, the food is is very good. It is, and 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 your boy has a good way of explaining how food looks and smells and tastes and has spice. We're not so far north yet that they've been devoid of spice again. <laughs> Masha knows how to throw down some spice. She does. She stays on that sour leaf, but my that's sad, her business. My sadness that's her in business. her having the sour leaf is most, mostly my sadness of the small folk not having an opportunity to have much more than kind of like the bigger picture that's shown to them. So like, if she wants to smash some sour leaf, do you Masha? She's also still running this business 34 years later, or however old cat was, let's say 30 years later. So holla at your boy. Anyway, they're chilling here and the silkiest. Okay. Almost the silkiest dude slips up to wait, the wait, table who's the oh, oh oh he's, oh. he's coming <laughs> he's not there yet <laughs> but the almost silkiest dude slides up into their table and is just like yo yo see these dvds five dollars like cat goes what roderick immediately wants to shut it down Let's just, we have to talk about him. We have, he's not the most important Stop person. Stop saying he. He has a name, is Marillion. I was going to say it. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> we have to talk about him. <laughs> Marillion. We have to talk about Marillion. The, I'm the, just going to put it out there right now. I am very biased. About singers? About Marillion. Oh. So I don't think <laughs> it is possible for me to have any positive viewpoints on this man at all. And I think that's rude, actually, because obviously there are, are other characters that I probably shouldn't have positive viewpoints on that I have. So I'm a hypocrite, I guess. I don't know. So wait, what's your beef with Marillion? Um, do you not remember what he did to Sansa? Can we not? Like, I can't. Honestly, I don't. But when we get to it, I guess we'll get to it. We will I get to don't. it. Do you want me to tell you? No, don't tell me because I want to be surprised. But well, I'm not excited, but I'm saying let me be surprised by it. Oh, he's the anyway. worst. He's I don't want to say he's the worst. He's not. He's clearly not the worst. He's just irritating. And he's a SoundCloud rapper. I was going to say, so there's a reason <laughs> why you already think he's not good because he's a SoundCloud rapper. Shout out to SoundCloud rappers that are doing your thing. Continue yeah, to do, yeah, your thing. do your thing. Put your beats on. Do your stuff. 
we're saying it in the context I wasn't I wasn't of, saying I hated him for it. You didn't let me finish. I was saying he's a SoundCloud <laughs> rapper that thinks he's top 40. And that's where Ooh, I'm going on. Yeah. Like you that's might my think whole he's thing. Top 10. I mean top 40 as in the charts. Okay, yeah. You're right. <laughs> Marillion slides up. Let's them know what the beef is. Hey. What you mean the beef? The beef. You as mean in, the hustle? What's in your bowl could be in my bowl. What's in your pocket could be in my pocket. Cat is screaming. She's having such a good time because. Can we talk about? Okay, go ahead. Go we're ahead. just going to put it out there. And I'm, I'm jumping a little but Let's just put it out there because the time isn't important. Cat probably doesn't get an opportunity to see a lot of singers. Bro, she don't get no opportunity to see no entertainment at all. She has to make her own fun, which is why she stay chopping people up mentally. I'm not mad at her. She just has to make her own fun. Exactly. Because. And again, she, when she has her lady hat on. It's she has to be serious. But right now. She, she don't just, have to be serious for shit. She can be entertained by whomever, whatever. She's enjoying her meal. She is watching him. And Marillion's like, yo, let me tell you. I've been everywhere. I've been everywhere. Oh my God. I have did. been everywhere. And she's like, oh, really? Have you ever been in the North? I think I pulled a direct quote. I did. <laughs> Let's hear it. Kat was like, have you traveled north? Marillion goes, why would I? Marillion asks. It's all blizzards and bearskins up there. And the Starks know no music but the howling of wolves. Yo, let me tell you something, though. <laughs> Roderick is dying inside. He is. He's not feeling it. He was like, first of all, I don't even know why, daughter, you are allowing somebody to come to our table when you know we're supposed to be hiding out. Two... He don't even have good taste in music, okay? Let me just talk about this, okay? So he starts talking about... Marillion says, all right, quick fast pass, oh, oh hit. Who's the best singer you ever heard? <laughs> yeah. And he says, Alia Bravos. Mm -hmm. That's what Roger says. And he's just like, man, that is old people music. Like, you don't even know anything. Like, you have no knowledge of new school. Like, you're whack, your record's old. Yeah. Like, nobody cares about you. Roderick gets heated because, you know, first of all, Roderick is not even. A, and it's funny because we go back to talking about how they got to know each other on this trip. Cash is like, I know deep in my heart that O'Head don't even believe that men should listen to music anyway. Exactly. But <laughs> like, we're just not even listen to music, but like play music, play music specifically. Yet. Like that is not a profession for men. Why does he not have a sword? This boy's a waste. Going on? He's a waste. He's a waste, man. But there, there's a lot there because that also leads me to believe that one had Roderick had a son. If the son had been mad into music, uh -huh. he'd be real salty. It's like, I can't own him. But bigger than that, and I think you were getting around to this, is just his need to hold on to the old school. Yeah. Just screams to me, old heads going, yo, you don't know nothing about rap. Rap is nothing today. Hip hop is in literally lists just every lists artist every from, from the from 80s. 80s. <laughs> All those dudes in their space suits and... And sing songy lyrics. Sing songy lyrics. Untied and Adidas. And I ain't mad at it. You have to have like, respect for that. What? You have to have respect. That's, that's awesome. What, that's what gave us us our stuff now. But like. If you're going to sit here and tell me that Marillion is whack. And for all intents and purposes, maybe Marillion is actually a decent oh, singer. Let's talk about that. His, 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 his. Oh, let's talk about his alleged where, resume. Yeah, let's talk about his resume real quick. So, so like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off <laughs> no, no, about no, the ahead. old school. No, go ahead. But go like, ahead. Kat, then she, she starts to like grill him. She's like, okay, cool, fine. No, no North. 
What about River Run? You been there? Because I don't, you know, yeah, only the now, best people can Because now spend she's there. playing games. This fool goes, you already know I've been there. Like, I live there. Me and the young lord, meaning Edmure, we best friends. Like, we, you don't even know. We so tight. We like brothers. Also, he's like, oh, I have a private, a private room when I go. Yeah! Cat's, like, dying inside. Like, Roger's big man, and she can't turn to him and be like, I'm trying to play him. This is a joke. Exactly. This is fun. Because he wouldn't understand. And she just, like... This fool is really sitting up here lying, and I can't because then she goes in her head. She's just like, first of all, he's so dumb. Edmure don't even bang with singers because his boy, like the girl that he was banging with, left him for a singer. Exactly. So <laughs> she's just beside like, herself. He don't bang with which. But when okay. we get to Edmure, but then just being we'll like, talk okay, about that. Okay, it's just okay, funny. young boy, you can keep believing in that, and and that's. That's cool for you. Then he starts to start talking about, well, you know, all right, I ain't even worried about that. We're going down to the King's tourney, but I just came from there because I had just lost money on this oh, tourney. Jesus. How is this another cat chapter? <laughs> and we're still talking about people being salty about this bet. You know what? It's the funniest thing because I didn't think that we would have a through line connective tissue for something other than just like random hate of the Lannisters uh-huh. to like actual reasons why people should hate the Lannisters. And here's your real one. There you go. You should be mad at this dude who is literally like the epitome. Like that's, uh, what do you even call it? Is that like the the Michael Jordan versus LeBron match? Or is that the LeBron versus like Steph Curry match? Like who's the match? Probably more like that. It's LeBron probably, Steph Curry, right? Probably, except so, Jamie is so the Jamie most is Steph Curry Le- person in the world. But like exactly. Jamie's LeBron. But but in this instance, <laughs> he is LeBron <laughs> fighting for his title, fighting for his lands. He even he wasn't fighting for the titles and lands. He's just like I'm the best. He's the best. But like the fact and that everybody, literally every- everybody, but Tyrion lost money. Lost money. Everybody lost money. Everybody lost something that day. Well, and I. I I think it's very funny that even now here in this end, Marillion is, is, you know, he's going through his, his, his fake resume and he's trying to slide, you know, demos of his CD. Roderick's trying to like kibosh that real quick. Kat's like, no, yeah, no, I, I, I actually want to hear it. Cause this is funny. Um, he's just like, yeah, I lost a lot of money on the Kingslayer and, and, and Roderick's like, so did you learn your lesson? He's like, no, fam. I sure didn't. I can't wait to get down to her bed again. No, he didn't say I didn't. He said, yeah, I learned my lesson. Next time I'm going to become a better lawyer. What I'm saying is he didn't learn his lesson, which is Roderick's was don't bet. You shouldn't be betting. Stop doing evil things. You should listen to better music. He's so he's so heated. But again, like that's the old versus the new, and I I love that in this scene because that's all it was. It was just like mm-hmm. when old heads get together and like just like go after young yeah, boys. talking it's shop, like, and you gotta hear it my way. You gotta see it my way. And we're really in just like I don't have no time. But Cash just like, look, you cute. I let you entertain me. Exactly. You cute enough. She's having a good time. She's like, I'm getting a whole show. I'm enjoying my meal. I'm and getting, I'm playing him. I'm getting to play him. I'm getting to cosplay with my fake daddy. Like all of this in conjunction with like being in the Riverlands, like this is probably just like prime material for like another amazing memory for her. Yep. And then. Hold up though. Do you think she was going to come out of her pockets and give him money though? Because I kind of feel yes, like he would have fleeced like, her. I felt like I she, like he was about to fleece she her. literally would have referred at least a copper. Yeah. She'd have given him a copper. Yeah. Because he was like, yo, I'm trying to get some of your coppers into my pocket. And Roddick's <laughs> like, that's never happening. From me. Cat would have tossed him a couple coins until. Yeah. Until. until. Because now now we now we have to. 
So I alluded before that Marillion in this particular instance the was the second silkiest person in this entire establishment. Facts. Doors bust open. Hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> Y'all got space? <laughs> I don't need much. <laughs> I don't think He didn't even much. say it. He sent his balls in first. All right, so here we go, guys. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I'm just trying to make sure that we set the stage properly because like, for us in this read, this isn't our first time speaking about him. But like, I think this is the first time that we're getting. No. Yeah, no, because we talk about it briefly when Littlefinger brings him up, but we hadn't seen yeah, him. We haven't seen him. Uh-uh. So that's why I'm like, this is this is it. So his boys walk in. Proclamation. Who's who are his bulls? You have to explain. So some Lannister guards. Yes, I believe some. Is it some other like free riders that are also no? With there's I know- literally four dudes. There's two Lannister guards. Mm-hmm. There's um, what's his name? Oh goodness, what is his name? Yorin, Yorin from the from the Night's Watch. Yeah, and Tyrion. That's it. Tyrion. Tyrion. Silky Silk. Tyrion Lannister. Master. What does silky mean for people who don't know, Michael? Oh, silky? Yeah, what does that mean? You keep saying it. What does that mean? It means... <laughs> Do you even know? No, I know what silky means. It's basically like, he's like, he's a smooth talker. Like, he's a smooth talker. He dresses nice. He's the kind of dude that sweet talks girls and women. And, and, and it's like, he thinks of himself as a ladies' man. And that's Tyrion. That is. That's Tyrion. And he's, he's, he has very soft hands. He's never done a day's work in his life. I mean, he did when he worked in them tunnels. He still got other people to do that for him. Do you think that Tyrion himself was down in the tunnels doing the work? I think he went down there a couple of times yeah. to oversee. He went down there a couple of times to escape so he can go to his hey, thought spot. For real, for real, I'm not in that particular instance. I'm not going to be mad. Not about the thought spot stuff, but about <laughs> him not wanting to go to do the work. I have relatively soft hands myself. So. Oh. Am I, I upset? Don't think, I don't think that Am there's I, anything wrong with having sir, soft hands. Actually, I, that sounded like a come at. That sir, sounded like, like combative. Sir, I'm not upset me. at him. I'm just saying, I was explaining when you kept calling him Silky, you were saying a thing that could be seen as an insult. And I just wanted you to explain yourself. No, I got you. So the, the king of curls and light skin comes in <laughs> and he is just <laughs> beside himself. So your boy walks in and he's like, I need somewhere to rest my head i don't need a lot of space so it'll be fine who's looking to give up their room and my man tosses up some gold because he has no problem spending other people's money absolutely no problem when i say other people i mean literally tywin lannister because this is not his money he did not work for this he just has a pocket full of his dad's ambitions oh i can't wait to get to that because i don't understand it i never have understood it real quick never whose face is on the money is it still targaryen's or is it Robert? Is Robert on the coin now? Like, did they mint new coins for his coronation? Actually, that's a, it's funny. It's weird because there's a place that mints like Westerosi coins and every region has their own. So pe- he might have money that's just of the Westerlands. But like, no, but it, it says Golden Dragons, which would mean that they were that Targaryen money. Targaryen but I guess monies. that Robert's on the money. I don't. That's a good question. Maybe Targaryen's on one side. <laughs> it's like Aegon on one side, Robert on the other. Or maybe it's like. Tywin's on one side. Tywin's on one side. Tywin put himself with his own money. It used to be Tidos, and he deleted all those. All um, them. he said it's all recalled, and if you're he still trying to spin it, it doesn't. Yeah, it's not it, worth it, anything. It, it don't. It don't work here. Sorry, we don't accept. <laughs> it's like ah, uh, we don't accept Mastercard. <laughs> we don't accept Tidos here. <laughs> anyway, 
he throws up the coins like yo he's trying to come up off that room one of your least favorite people stands up you know let me not say my least favorite people he is one of my least favorite people in the show in the book i don't mind him so much because he is what he is a brigand so a brigand stands up and is like yo you can have my room fam Tyrion's like smart smart lad he is and i have a quote coming up so Bron, if you guys didn't know, and they don't name him by name yeah, in this not, chapter. Not, not in this chapter, no. Um, but Bron, uh, the sword does give his room up to Tyrion. At this point of which, Roderick and Kat are trying their best to not be seen by him because oh. they just don't want, like, yeah, anybody sorry, to I know. Yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't paint that. Because she's like, yeah, oh, no. Yeah, so, like, they're, <laughs> they're really trying to get out of Dodge. They're hoping that Marillion doesn't open his big mouth. But then Marillion does open his big mouth. And Marillion's just like, hey, man, like, you know, like, let me sing something for you. And then somebody says, oh, you can also have... Actually, let me take it back. Before he goes, before he does that, Tyrion asks them for food. And Masha's like, oh my God, I have a Lannister staying in my house. Because again, mm-hmm. everybody is always... And, and it's not even just like the Lannisters. It's anybody who is of a name, right? And he, she's just like, oh, well, whatever you need, whatever you got. And he starts making all these demands about how he want a whole chicken in himself. Because he... He's like that. Extra. He ain't gonna eat all that food, but we know he's extra. And again, he has his daddy's money that he can spend and it. do whatever he wants. So he's, he's just like whatever. Who lives Listen, on credit? He don't live on credit. Oh well, yeah, you're right. He don't. Live he on don't credit. live he's on credit. Like oh, he cash. Yeah, he is. Tyrion type that he will walk in and he has straight cash. Yeah, he don't he, say put it on my tab. He said my daddy said and keep it going. Tyrion has a billful. He do. You know oh, he do. Man. Come up out them pockets, be fat, bro. But anyways, so listen. He goes, look, I'm having all this food. And she's like, oh, yeah, whatever food that you need, my lord, you will have. And direct quote from Kat, and may he choke on it, Catelyn thought. But it was Bran she saw choking, drowning on his own blood. And, well, I have things to say about that because, we, again, we're going to get back into talking about Tyrion Lannister. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm pausing. I have a lot of Tyrion thoughts. Not all are bad. Not all are good. They're just Tyrion thoughts. And he is who he is. We will tackle him when we get to Cash. I would say, I said Cash because I'm thinking about money. But Clash, we'll talk about him then. Actually, we're going to talk about him next Cat chapter. But exactly. anyway. But talk, talk to me a little bit more about this. But that specific quote, just to get a little bit more serious again. Uh, one, I love the fact that she's like, She's vengeful. She's not even like pretending to be like, oh, like I'm really mad that he tried to do this. She's like, look, I hope he die. And early in the chapter, she had said that her and Ned was just like, we got to bring their whole house to ruin. We ain't about that. They yeah. tried to kill our son. We ain't about that life. And I listen, and I say this as somebody who literally, literally flies a Lannister flag everywhere that I go. It's probably, we're not going to talk about that right now. But, no, but right now, she's but like, seriously, like, like oh, I'm, yeah. I'm about it because it's just like, hey, y'all really. And in her mind, we have to think about in her mind, these are the people that tried to kill her kid. And yeah. she like, so she can't what? stand for that. Y'all got to go. And stem. Bye. All go. y'all. Y'all got to be gone. And I'm not mad about it. Um, And again, because it pulls such a vivid image that I had totally skipped over. Like, I didn't, I don't even think about the fact, like, I think about the fact that Bran fell and then he was in a coma. Mm-hmm. I don't think about the gruesome state his body must have been in yeah as a how they found a seven-year-old little boy thrown from a tower yep a very high tower because she's saying here now he was choking on his own blood like and it just got me to thinking like no wonder she was in the state of distress i mean at what point did she see him when when who found him first of all Mm -hmm. and when they found him did they call his mother immediately did she wait until they had brought him back to the castle how does she see him was he was he crying out 
for his mother? Was, was she was she there while they tried to save his life? And, exactly. And these are all just thoughts that I have I had when I'm thinking about just that one little quote because it's mm-hmm. just like it's a thing that we don't really think about. And I know a lot of people, and we're going to talk a little bit more about this. We're almost you know to the point where I would like to talk about the right that she had to do what she does, mm-hmm. but people don't think about that. Like as a mother, I can only imagine. Like, I'm not a mom, but I'm saying like I can only imagine what it's like to be a mother. Having to see your baby, yeah, you have to see your child in distress in that, in, in that state. Way. Like yeah. that is a horrible way, and like I couldn't imagine not being angry at a person that at this point she feels as though she has proof because she trusts the person again. When we're talking about her reminiscing and her thinking of family, and for better or worse, Peter was a part of that family. That mm-hmm. was her brother. She yes. trusts him. Absolutely, she trusts him, and he said, "I am pretty sure." that the last person that had this is Tyrion Lannister. And Tyrion was at your house and you need to start thinking about him and why he was there and all these things. But guess what? And and so now she's just like, look, he he's here. Door and he is here he's right here. Now. He's here right now. You know, and she, she at first she doesn't want to and, and, and she doesn't really want to get into it. But then Marillion gets up. Well, Marillion smells money. And Marillion is like, oh, of course he smells money. He's just like, yo, my Lord of Lannister, like... I know you here. I respect you. I've heard great things about everything that you about. Let me sing a song for you, my man. Let me sing a song for me. If you can just toss me some coins, like I will sing you a song about your dad sacking the city to which I was like, one, (laughs) Tywin has more than one song because this song would not be the Reigns of Castabere. This would be a whole entire song, entirely different song. And he probably has more than just the two songs. Actually, yep. now the more I'm Tywin, thinking about Tywin it, it's just like probably, how many songs does Tywin Lannister have? Tywin has a vinyl. There's a whole vinyl of just Tywin probably songs. Probably more than just that, but yeah, it's probably more than that. Yeah. And two, it's so funny that this chapter is about people thinking that they know things about people based on the stories that they've heard. Because these people, again, because we are dealing with these celebrities for for better or worse to mm-hmm. say you know what i mean like they are they are the the high born they are the most talked about least actually seen and got to know people in this world yeah. and people think that they know them so marillion can go around and say things like well emmur is my best friend because one he's around other small folk who can't check him on his knowledge mm-hmm. without knowing that this person is standing right here. So he can say things like that without knowing that Emir don't want nothing to do with singer. So exactly. that's clearly not true because he doesn't know him. He's he's literally reading TMZ and he's reading the headlines. And he's just like, well, I heard and I think and da, 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 and, mm-hmm. I, and I can and pretend and, that's and I can pretend because yeah. nobody else will say, oh, well, you're lying. The same thing with Tyrion. He assumes that because Tywin is seen by the realm one way, that his child would see him the same way. And this is a person, a Tywin, or Tyrion clearly knows his father more than this person does. And he assumes that, hey, will you, the same way as people assume that Tyrion has a good relationship with his sister. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's just like, <laughs> these people don't know these people. And I think- Not at all. I really wanted to talk about the difference in, because you made a big point about the way that Tyrion arrives in this mm-hmm. game. And I just started to think about the way in which Cat also arrived in the end and you get two people that are from the upper class mm-hmm. from very powerful houses and neither of which are the royal house so we can't really i mean Tyrion is adjacent he's to royalty, adjacent but why is it that Tyrion? no clearly let's just escape or let's just like get get it out of our heads that 
clearly Kat is not wanting people to know where she is for a certain reason, right? No. So so obviously she would have to go about it a little differently. But at this point, Tyrion knows that there's some animosity. Tyrion knows that something happened at Winterfell that people may blame his family for, but but he's oblivious to this fact because it doesn't phase him. He has he has gone to the wall, he has come back, he passed through Winterfell. Mm-hmm. He already knows that Rob and them have animosity towards him, but he doesn't think that translates to anybody else. And he also feels very comfortable in paying people to give him what he wants at the expense of themselves. Yes. Whereas Kat, even though she is doing this under the cover of night, I don't even think that that would occur to her. I don't know. I could be wrong. I don't. What do you think about that? Do you think that gender plays a role in the way that they move about the world in any way? One thousand percent. Because just look at the top of this chapter mm-hmm. with the Malisters. Yeah. They pass her. That whole column passes her, looks her down her face and is like, okay, and keeps it pumping. Mm-hmm. Her as a as a woman and, and a woman who has traveled the road mm-hmm. and, and, and looks of it is is not getting any any second thought. Like you would think that because everybody always talks about, oh, you know, well, the red of cat's hair and like she has the Tully look. If anyone would have noticed her, it would have been Malister, maybe. It would have been Masha, maybe. But we look for the thing that we think that we need to see mm-hmm. in individuals when they present it to us. Mm-hmm you're not trying to make yourself very like aware to other people you can kind of shrink yourself mm-hmm. and and kind of exist in that space to a- answer your question i think as as a woman and, and and one who understands like what this this world kind of means yeah to them and their position she was able to absolutely capitalize on being a woman in this space so that she didn't have to feel seen it was one of those things that was both a blessing and a curse i think her entire yeah. life but here she was able to use that to to her own benefit to oh, kind definitely. of like just exist in the shadows. Like her whole Do, idea here was to exist in the periphery. Of course. Yeah. Now I have a question because I do agree with that. Go ahead. But I also, and not to equate the two, they are different situations entirely. But, and I don't even want to say it's an equalizer, but do you think Tyrion's dwarfism prevents him from being like... Does Tyrion have to be flamboyant because, and he says as much to John, right? He says, like, you have to wear it like armor. Does he have the, 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 the ability to kind of blend in anywhere? He could if he chose to be less ostentatious. I think hmm. his n- nature, um, his house, his background, specifically who his father is. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for the fact that his brother was also Jamie Lannister, mm-hmm. it maybe could be different. Had he been born first and still been a dwarf, maybe that could have also changed some of that. But I think that there are so many like what ifs yeah. in that and in so many um kind of what if statements like that I have to have this cause and effect for at the end of the day, if Tyrion really decided that he wanted to be less less of a target, he could. He could kind of just fade into the back. He could become a steward of the house. He could find a way to make himself less like the idea that so many people just know this dude and not just because of his look, but because he goes out of his way well, to he's say. he's also walking around with well, dudes in I their am, colors. Exactly. But like because he goes around, he's like, well, yes, I am, you know, the dwarf of Lannister. Like he's calling attention yeah. to that thing. He almost does it as a way to 
he disarms people by self-deprecating yeah he is to himself so that other people don't get the opportunity yeah. to do it to him yeah and he, you bring up a good point about his um upbringing as well because i guess it goes back to what i was saying earlier about cersei where it's just like they were raised in a climate of of like grasping and strife mm-hmm. like they were taught to take and like that's that's like, that's the strength of their family it's mm-hmm. just like how much can you absorb from other people how much can you take and use from other people? That's a strength. That's yeah. if you can manipulate, if you can, if you can make people afraid of you, if you can make people kind of drop everything that they're doing for the sake of you, then you're doing your job right. Yeah. As a Lannister. He, he and, lost as soon as his dad was Tywin Lannister. <laughs> there was no yeah. way that he was going to make it out without having some of that version of that that dad, that father, mm-hmm. imprint themselves on him. I, I think of it almost the same way as like there's so much. And in, in stuff that we don't get to see in actual reflections from like conversations with Hoster Tully. Mm-hmm. Cause when we get to him, he's all the way bedridden yeah. and sick and basically dying. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the reflections that we have of Kat and the way that she exists in the world as her as her father's daughter mm-hmm. is kind of reflective in the way that she deals with people now, but also how she's just very quick. It's that adaptable nature of Kat to be able to kind of figure stuff out yeah. real quick. Yeah. Because she understands kind of what her stock is in the world. Yeah. I think we talked a little bit about it. And that's, that's to... important because after Marillion calls attention to them, her eyes lock with Tyrion's. Mm-hmm. Tyrion sees her. Tyrion calls her out. And he's like, oh, Lady Stark, what you doing down here? Like, whoa, that's crazy. Friends. Because he basically dismisses Marillion. He's just like, Marillion, I, mean, I don't care about your stupid song. Also, I hate my dad. Fun yeah, fact. Don't want to hear it. Bye. Bye. Um, Ooh, Cat. And he sees Cat, And Cat's like, and Roderick's double fuck. He's just like, ah. Yeah. And Masha's like, whoa, we got more VIPs in the building. <laughs> so it's like, you know, she's like, all right, fine. Like, I think she had all of two seconds to kind of make a decision. And in that choice, she or in that moment, she was just like, hey, I'm in this place in which I feel like Cat Tully. How can I use being Cat Tully? to endear myself to these people yes. and get them to do what I need them to do because I can't let this slip out of my hands. And it, she almost says as much as just like, once she started talking, she couldn't stop. Yeah. She couldn't stop it herself. It was a train and she wasn't getting and she off. she wasn't getting off. And she's just like, hey, because she had already been sizing up the whole entire room. And she in walked the whole in and she room, sized them all up. Yeah, she knew that most of the people, if they weren't small folk, they were bannermen of her fathers. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, look, everybody. Can I have your attention, please? It's like, yes, yes, Don't let him yes, talk no more. Yes, I am Catelyn Tully. The last time I was here, I was Catelyn Tully. Y'all know me. Hi, Masha, don't smile. <laughs> she really said it like 10 times. I see all over in a corner. Like, at no point does she directly talk to Tyrion at the end of no, this chapter. No, she don't have no words for him. She's directing everything at everyone else. Because I feel like had she well, started to talk to Tyrion, and, yeah. it wouldn't have worked. Oh, no. Like, it would have f- fell apart yeah. for her. Like a lot of the strength that happens in this is just like, oh, yo, 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 y'all in the corner. I see them bats. Yo, Lady Wint's a good friend of my father, Hoster Tully. <laughs> y'all know him, right? Y'all Bannerman? <laughs> do y'all y'all still honor him? Like, yep. Yeah, yeah, we do with our bats and everything. She calls out the bracken. She calls, calls out, out the bracken. She calls out the phrase. She calls out everybody. And, and, and again, I think that that's when I said I wanted to talk about like fathers and daughters is very interesting here. That again, like I said, she's accepted the the fact 
that she will never yield power like that for herself. Mm-hmm. But as the wife of a lord, she can then say to to all the men that was in that room the day she decided to leave Winterfell, yo, I'm going to do this. As the daughter of a powerful lord, which is, is very strange to me because for all, for all, all accounts, she stopped being a Tully the day that she became a Stark. Yep. And she became, for lack of a better word, the property of that family. She was no longer indebted to her father, but still here, she's just like, nah, like I have to call upon that because you can't just erase yourself from somebody's family. You can't just erase a, a shared history. You can't just erase a loyalty that comes between a parent and a child or anything, anything like that. So for her, it's just like, listen, yeah, I know I'm a Stark now, but like facts on facts, I'm, I bleed Tully Blue. Yeah. And my dad is all y'all's bosses and all y'all have, uh, y'all have a a duty really to help me out. She is taking the chance that the stock that is placed into these systems that exist yep. still has weight yep. and power yep. and favor here. Yep. Cause it could very easily go the other way where they go. Yeah. You know, fam, especially <laughs> with the phrase there, yeah. that could just be like, but it's, it's telling though, because again, very telling for all of the, the talk that they say about, again, women kind of being passed through and women being currency. They listen. Mm-hmm. Oh, they didn't they listen. They didn't, actually, you know, they didn't even overthink that. Mm-hmm. She made a request. They complied. Yep. And that was the end of and it. And like, she said, listen, y'all need to arrest him. He came in here and he tried to murder my son. He tried to murder my son, my seven year old son. Boy. Like y'all not going to let this like, can't happen. you know what I mean? So they all turn their swords upon him. She said it was the best sound. She said she didn't know what was better, the look on his face or the sound. Wait, do you have a direct quote? I do, I do. Okay, and you know, it, it was my favorite part of the entire chapter. Yeah. Other than <laughs> Tyrion coming into this room, it was a look on Tyrion's face. So direct quote, she did not know what was more satisfying. The sound of a dozen swords drawn is one or the look on Tyrion Lannister's face. For being perceptive, Tyrion... He'd be finding himself in some real precarious, like... He really got okey-doked. At no point did he say, ooh, I wonder why she's talking to all these lords or talking to all these bannermen this way. Why would She ain't give him room to talk. I'm just saying it's just wild that, like... How did he not know he was getting slow rolled? I don't know. You know what? I was going to bring up something else, but I'm going to wait until we get down the road. Yeah, hold on to it. Hold on to it then. Because I was going to bring up his absolute utter devotion for his brother, but he literally is caught up here because of something his brother did. Exactly. So, and we can talk about that yeah. when we get around to yeah. a pen. That's pen. Yeah, that's a real wild. good one, but it's wild. Um, it is. I don't really have much to say. I, I have one question and mm-hmm. one question left. Was Kat right to do what she did? It's wild because I could very easily be swayed one way or the other, depending mm-hmm. on who's, you know, giving me the counter argument. For me right now, the way that I'm feeling with Kat in this chapter, everything that's happened up to this point and kind of the way that she feels in this space and kind of, once again, this power that she has by being in the Riverlands. um, In another circumstance, maybe she would not have, but she felt pressed. And I think her right to do that was was very much so superseded by her her urgency to find the truth mm. in knowing that she might not have another chance to do so if she lets this slip. Because mm-hmm. um, she very clearly and loudly announces like what it is that she intends to do and why she needs this dude caught. 
he conspired to kill my son. That's it. And like you said, neither of us, we're not parents, but I can only begin to imagine what it's like when you have to look in the face of the person that you believe has brought harm to you. Um, there's only so many things that, you know, a person can say that makes me feel like she didn't have the right to do so, which is by nature, us also questioning what right does she have as a woman in general in this space. Mm -hmm. And I think the entire point of this read is to continue to kind of question why we think those ways about these conventional systems that yeah. are in place in this series and why this is a weird thing for her to circumvent because to me i don't see that as weird and that's that's why i'm i don't know i sh i do struggle with it just because i i know the consequences of this oh, particular action man. and what it does <laughs> i don't believe that her intentions were wrong i mm -hmm. But I do wish that perhaps she would have gotten more solid proof. Yeah. I also wish that she didn't take him to Lysa. Absolutely. But. And there possibly could have been better. And I know she said that there was no time, but River Run was closer. And she could have sent word to, to Ned about what was going on and to the king. And that could have stopped Tywin maybe. I don't know. I don't know. And I, it's a very sticky situation. To be honest, I think eventually they would have been in a war anyway. Yeah. This just, this ends up being yeah. the the other catalyst. I just, I, yeah. And kind of push yeah. that forward. And again, we know that, that Tyrion didn't do it. So I think that's another thing that. Yeah. That's like the only wrinkle. People. But at this point though, here's the thing. At this point, we don't know who did what. She doesn't, she definitely doesn't know. Um, but at this point in the read, we are not sure that Tyrion didn't do it. We have a note, we have a dagger, and we have hearsay. Yeah. That's it. And we have... The but, we, but we also don't know that he's innocent. That's no, what I mean. Exactly. And you see him and and, and, and that pushed against yeah. the version of the person that she knows that she needs to be brought to justice yeah. so that she can feel some level of comfort. And that's and that's the hard thing. So here's my thing. And it, and it goes into some like real life stuff for a moment and I don't really want to harp too much on it but it's it's arresting people for innocuous reasons if people do things that are bad does that mean that they then in turn deserve to lose their lives because of something you believe they did without proof no, no. there's no but there's just no yeah I just it's it's really hard because again like I'd like it and so I'm just like all right well it's, it's is it cool that she does this and I, I don't, I, I will say I'm still on the fence. I don't know. I okay. don't know. No, I, I'm not, I'm not saying fair. this. Here's my thing. I will say this. I don't think that she's the worst person in Game of Thrones for doing this or, oh. or A Song of Ice and Fire. Definitely people, not. People to, and I think uh, this, in addition to her disliking Jon Snow, one of the reasons that people are just so upset with her as a character I think it shows that she's flawed and she's not perfect, which we've been kind of showing the whole entire yeah. time. Um, it just also shows like the just the the gravity of how absolutely brutal this world is. It's like you believe somebody did, but then if you don't think that the here's the thing, it's also a thing of Cat does not believe in the justice system anymore. If you want to think oh, about no, it, she doesn't believe that they will get a fair child or a fair shake. They can't do anything outwardly. They can't accuse anybody outwardly because she doesn't think that justice will go her way. No, but that's she why knows she does it, it herself. So she has to do it herself. Yeah. Yeah, lots of lots of lots of food for thought there. Lots of wild parallels. Yes, and, yes. And interesting takeaways. I yeah. think by the time we see Cat again, 
we'll have some more very interesting things to speak about on 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 both her behalf but also specifically like her and Tyrion because yep. we're, we're going to get so much of that moving forward yep it's it's another very interesting week uh-huh. and 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 the more we do this read i keep saying it but like the more i i become endeared to to cat and and kind of what she's going through and like you said there are just there there are all these like levels of gray when it comes to every character and i think none more so right now than than cat when it comes to her perception of the world around her so I'm so happy that we're doing this. I'm like so this, happy. this continues to be so happy. This is great. One of the highlights Fun. of my week. Yeah. Given the entire state of the world right now and yeah. just everything burning down around us conceptually. I I think and that, physically. And physically, yes. Um, I think it's just very important to for us at least to to continue this and in, in, in being able to to share these reflections yeah. and and hopefully it's you know helping someone anyone who's <laughs> listening for real for real if you're having a good time i'm glad that you're having a good time if you're not i'm mostly sorry <laughs> that you're not having a good time but for the most part i'm just so enthused with with continuing to do this and just wanted to let people know if they enjoyed what they heard or would like to hear more you can go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. You can do so on both iTunes or Spotify yeah. or whatever your favorite podcasting app is. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, or feedback, you can always email us at themadeinvaultpod at gmail.com or you can hit us up on Twitter at madeinvaultpod. Uh, that's it. Oh, no, and also um, we're still going to put links in the description box if you guys would like to um, check out some information on everything, just like we have been oh, the past yes. couple of weeks. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, we're going to continue doing yeah, that because that it's not going away does in not two weeks. Stop, and, and that is a really forever like fight. To, uh, I hope not a forever fight. I really hope not. It's you yeah, you're right. It's wild yeah. that I like. I felt resigned to say that. Yeah, man. Yeah. Okay. Just, again. No, you're right. Yeah. Check that out, please. Black lives continue to matter. They sure do. So that was a good week. Yeah, it was. Week, we'll catch Sansa y'all next two. week with Sansa too. How's it we've gone this far? It's only the second Sansa chapter. I mean, we've only had two Arya chapters too. I understand we've had that. Majority of cat. I'm, I'm ready for some more Sansa. Yeah, next week should be fun. So we'll yeah. catch y'all next week. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. All right. See. Ya. Bye.